Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, um, I don't count last week. That's what I say. Uh, like in general, last I, week didn't happen? No, Like last you're week, just pretending like last week didn't occur? Last week we had a Q&A episode, and, uh, but as far as I'm concerned... Because you were out of town, and of you town, made my yeah. life much more difficult, and so it was hard to do other research I normally do, and we relied on our listeners, our... Loving, supportive listeners to help us out. Thank Correct. you all. Everything you just said is right. But the combo stands. As far as I'm concerned, the right. combo continues. Can I just, I'm just going to, let me let me pull back the curtain for a second, give you a little sneak peek behind the scenes. Justin asked if we were continuing the theme this week uh, from previously. We had kind of like a daisy chain of Yes, we've been daisy chaining episodes. Themes. And uh, if you'll remember, before our Q&A episode, the last one was Earaches. And right. I said, well, this week it's tinnitus. There you go. I already ruined it. Sneak peek. It's tinnitus. And Justin says, is that connected? I said, well, that's ringing in your ears. Well, I know. And he says, is that, is that connected? Two earaches. Two earaches ringing in your ears. Do you get the I, connection? I, Maybe. Are you... Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. Like ears? Yeah, like I get what you're saying. Like their ears. Like they're connected by the fact that they're related to ears. Yeah, like I get what you're saying, but like, you know? No. No. So I didn't know if you were intentionally trying to continue the combo because we did take a break from the combo last week. Can the combo continue? Is what I, I don't know the podcast combo rules since it's a concept we invented. Well, you just discounted an entire week from human history. So, Not I mean, if you have week, the power the to do that, I think we have the power to create a daisy chain that actually leapfrogs an entire week that now is fictional. Sydney, can you please tell me about tinnitus? <laughs> Justin, I'll tell you about tinnitus. Although I feel like you should already be well acquainted with this topic. Because I am somebody who's living with hearing loss. That's right. Well, I'm and an, you have complained I'm one of, the of tinnitus. Of Americans that you know in your day-to-day life who are living with hearing loss. That's true. That's true. Uh, I, I Ironically, I am suffering some ear ringing right now because I was setting up a new mixer. And in the audio, in the process of setting up a new mixer, uh, I accidentally started playing a YouTube video about how to set up a new mixer at ear-splitting volume. <laughs> Which is like the worst. You can mess up setting up a mixer. It's just like I pushed a button. It just started like blasting. I had to like tear my headphones off and throw them across the room. Justin, you're never supposed to apologize on the front end. 
Oh, okay. You never well, supposed to apologize to your audience. No? No. Where'd you get all these showbiz uh, uh, bon mots? I thought that was a theater thing. Don't no. tell them ahead of time, like, ah, my voice is kind of going, so when I'm singing, when my singing's <sighs> off, don't mind that. It's my voice is kind of going. Aren't you supposed to not do that? Lowering expectations has been a huge part of my podcasting career at this point, <laughs> and I, I don't plan to stop now. I don't, you've got the theater degree, not me. I'll take your word for it. Uh, so... What are you talking? What are we? I know, I know, basically. But what are we talking about when we talk about tinnitus? So I'm going to tell you about tinnitus. I want to thank a few people first. Thank you, Magdalene, Matthew, Andrew, Armand, Pat, Janrick, and Jennifer. All of you for suggesting this topic. Um, I think it's a really interesting one because, uh, again, another another little foreshadowing. I'm not going to have a lot of like groundbreaking answers for you on mm. this one. Unfortunately, I wish I did. I'd probably be very rich if I did. Why is so that? So we, well, because it, I think it's, you could attest to that it's pretty annoying, tinnitus. Yeah, it's the pits. Tinnitus or what some people will call tinnitus. It's the same thing. Tin, tinnitus is, is it's like usually a good how we. pronunciation. It's like the right one. I, I would, yes, I hate to be judgmental, but yes, I would say tinnitus is the right way to say it. But if you say tinnitus, I'll know what you mean. Uh, it's often I've never said anything other than tinnitus my entire life. So imagine my relief. <laughs> You've never corrected me either. So kudos to you. It's even like on the American, whatever society of ten, of tinnitus or American tinnitus, whatever. It says like, there are two ways to pronounce this tinnitus, which is the way it's pronounced by doctors. And then tinnitus, which is the way the rest of us pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Tinnitus is like an awkward, it doesn't feel good to say. It doesn't have like a good mouth feel. Yeah, I understand. Well, an itis is so yeah, right. Well recognized as a you know as an ending for for medical words, but it's we call it ringing in the ears a lot. Like that's the definition, but I, that's not entirely accurate because it can be a lot of other sounds that you hear in your ears. It could be a ringing, it could be a whooshing, or a buzzing, or a whistling, or a clicking, or a hissing. Throughout history, it's been called a whispering or a singing. There are lots of different descriptions for this sound that you're hearing. Uh, and the vast majority of it is subjective. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that you could say, listen, listen, I have this ringing in my ears and I could sit across from you and say, ah, yes, you, yes, you do. 99%. I'm going to say, I can't, I can't hear that. Yeah. Uh, there are about 1% that actually have something going on that might cause an audible noise for other people in the room, but that's a whole other ball game. There are tests you can do though, right? To tell if you have tinnitus? Yeah. Well, no, you just tell me you have tinnitus. Oh, okay. There are tests we can do for some of the underlying disorders. Okay. Uh, but not not for the symptom. It's a symptom is the important thing to know about. It's a symptom you tell me about. Okay. It's not a sign. A sign is something I can see. I check you out. I examine you. I see a sign. A symptom is a thing that you report. Hmm. It's like is pain. That, is pain is a symptom. I can't see your pain. I can't test for your pain. You tell me you have it. Okay. That makes sense. Um, it can be acute or it can be chronic. So you could have tinnitus for a brief period of time, or you could have tinnitus your whole life. Hopefully you don't, but you could. And overall, it's estimated that about 15% of Americans get tinnitus at some point in time, either acute or chronic for some reason. Hmm. So a lot of people get it. And it can be caused by a lot of different things. So again, it's a symptom. So just like pain is a symptom and can be caused by a you know, myriad different illnesses and then problems. It can be caused by hearing loss, trauma. It can be caused by some sort of blockage in your ear canal, uh, sinus issues, uh, uh, trauma to the tympanic membrane, to the eardrum itself, 
problems with your uh, temporomandibular joint or TMJ disorder, people mm-hmm. will say often. Uh, traumatic b- brain injuries can cause it. There are different drugs that can cause it. Neurologic problems, vascular problems. It's it's really endless. There's a long differential for the things that could cause tinnitus. And as Justin, you may attest to, sometimes we don't we don't really get there. Yeah, what s- the etiology is. I still don't know what what has caused my. I mean, I'm assuming just regular old hearing loss, but which is a very common cause. Mm-hmm. Which I guess I mean I we still don't know why you lost your hearing. Yeah, I mean it, just to be clear, this is this is not it is not th- that bad. There are certain frequencies that I have a hard time hearing in one ear. Like yeah. I can't usually use the phone in my right ear. I have to use my left ear for it. It's not like the worst. So treatments for this condition date back to ancient ancient times, probably because it is so annoying. It is, yeah. So people have been trying to to find something to do about it. And originally it was thought to be something that was either divine or evil. Sure. <laughs> One or the other. Either way, it was something supernatural. It was either like a curse, um, the, like the ancient Egyptians called it a bewitched ear, so something bad. It's referred to in the Talmud as the curse of Titus, so it could be something evil or horrible that's happened to you. But there's, there's also some ancient civil civilizations that thought it was like a sensitivity to the divine that you a little more aware than the rest of us. Yes. Like another sense that you had that perceived a universe that maybe the rest of us weren't in tune a, a with. A very annoying high pitched universe. <laughs> that does it make you feel more special? Does it make you feel like you're more in tune? Uh, no. Absolutely not. Would you call it a blessing or a curse? Definitely a curse. Okay. I mean, like neither. I would call it tinnitus because <laughs> it's 2016. Or tinnitus because... I would call it tinnitus. You know what? I'm going <laughs> to stick by my guns. Um, and uh, so, so I mentioned the Egyptians thought it was a bewitched ear. So they had various concoctions that they had kind of devised to try to treat this. Uh, they would actually take a hollowed out reed and then kind of insert it into your outer ear mm-hmm. i could see that and then use that as just a delivery mechanism for various honey. for honey honey frankincense guess, oils yeah. tree sap dirt everything whatever everything a healthy <laughs> growing ear needs um the uh the mesopotamians wrote about tinnitus as well they called it a whispering or a singing in the ear and they thought uh, one possible cause so this is good, Justin. One possible cause could be that you're holding hands with a ghost. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely possible. God knows I've tried, but they are so fast and <laughs> ephemeral. So holding a hand with a ghost is like a pretty tricky thing. Do they mean like an actual ghost, like the actual form of a ghost, or like Whoopi Goldberg? They mean like Patrick Swayze focusing all of his energy after uh, that 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 thug in the subway. Oh, so when he to. actually not, not when he is in Whoopi Goldberg and like holding hands with her. Yeah. Like when he possesses the pot that Demi Moore is shaping. That's not what happens. I think it's, I think I've that's seen not ghosts. that scene. I think I've seen ghosts pretty recently. I'm sure you haven't actually. Uh, it, it was treated largely with chance. Um, and they, they differentiated. There were different kinds. Like, was it whispering tinnitus? Was it singing? Was it speaking? A lot of it was treated with a uh, certain chance. So one example was, it hath flown against me. It hath attacked me. Oh, seven heavens, seven earths, seven winds, seven fires. By heaven be ye exercised. Oh, whoa. My tinnitus just got way better. Thank did you it? so much. Thank you, Sydney. Did the chant work? It did. It worked. 
Thank you. And there were all kinds of different chants depending on which ear and then, of course, which type of tinnitus it was. Um, for speaking or whispering tinnitus, they would also recommend something that would make you puke. An emetic. An emetic. Yeah. Yeah. Something that makes you throw up. So some some examples of that would be mustard beer. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> which makes, what? Which kind of makes me. I love beer. That kind of makes me a little nauseous. Yeah. yeah. Mustard um, beer. Or just a lot of turmeric. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I guess if you that probably would make you puke if you of... just kept like down on it, kind of like the cinnamon challenge, I, right? Well, like cinnamon's delicious, but if you kept swallowing a I ton of cinnamon, you think puke? of many um, uh, spices that wouldn't make you throw up if you ate a whole mitful of it. You know, like I would think they're all pretty gnarly. And think all through human history, we've just been <laughs> downing like big bottles of spices to see like, does this one make you puke? Is this wow. better? Oh. Yep. No. Oh, okay. That one does too. Perfect. Got it. Add it to the list of things that make you puke if you eat enough of them. They also recommended um, opium, belladonna, and cannabis nice. as treatments. My guess is that if if I was going to the Mesopotamian doctor and they were like, do you want a chant or do you want some opium, belladonna, and cannabis? I would be like, well, you know, the chant didn't work last time. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've got an uh, allergy. A chant <laughs> allergy. <laughs> uh, the the Greeks didn't have a lot of great ideas about tinnitus. Uh, Hippocrates and Aristotle just advised basically that louder sounds seem to make it better. What? You know. Guys, bad job. Just something louder will kind of make it go away. So. I mean, in, in one sense, I guess they're right that if you start listening to something loud, like you'll notice it less, I guess. Just drown it out. Just drown it buddy. out. That's actually, as we get to the end of some, with some actual treatments for this, you're going to be disappointed to find that they weren't completely off base. Not completely. Uh, now, by contrast, Roman medicine had a variety of approaches, and they actually divided it out depending on what they thought the cause was. So if you had what they would call a cold in your ear, which actually probably referred to like what we would think of now as a middle ear infection, mm-hmm. like an otitis media, then they would say you need to treat it by um, clean the air, uh, like or clean the ear, sorry, clean the ear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clean the air, you know. Clean the air. Clean the clean we the in, ear. We invented a humidifier. <laughs> okay, I know, I know. It seems crazy. Clean the ear and then hold your breath. I did not know the Romans had sharper image catalogs from <laughs> whence to order these air purifiers. They got them from Sky Mall. They're like these air purifiers that don't look like air purifiers. They look like potted plants, and they also double as like litter boxes for your cat. They it's would, amazing. They would be so stoked. They except. Get, when they got to the end of the plug and they're like, and what do we do <laughs> with this? <laughs> you never know. They had aqueducts, right? Yeah. They just drop it into an <laughs> I just mean they were smart. Like they had, they were, you know, inventive. <laughs> Get stupid Reggie and have him swallow the strange mental prong. <laughs> um, so clean the ear. And then hold your breath until all of the bad humor kind of comes frothing, bubbling out of your ear. Okay. I would say don't hold your breath until then. Yeah. Because, I mean, I guess that would cure the tinnitus is another way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, if you start, hold, if you hold your breath until frothing liquid came out until of your ear. Until humor came out of your ear because it's never going to happen. Yeah. So. Um, if your head is messed up now, I don't know what that exact, like in Roman terms, what they mean by like, if it's a head problem, 
But if it's a head problem, you could exercise, you could gargle, you could rub your ear a lot. That might fix it. There were certain diets. Or you could take a mixture of radish, cucumber juice, honey, and vinegar and just put that in there. You should rub it all in. Yeah. And then um, sometimes they would tell you to stop drinking wine. Ugh. Which just seems mean. You already have like this ringing in your ear. Yeah, just have some sleep, please. Yeah, at least let you have some wine. Plenty, of course. My boy. As we as we covered in the earache episode, Plenty the Elder had lots to say about ears. Um, in addition to some stuff we already mentioned, things like earthworms, mashed earthworms, and goose grease that you would want to put in there. He also recommended wood lice, ox gall, fox fat, boar semen. Good luck obtaining yeah, that. Carefully. A donkey dung. Great. Breast milk. Or the foam from a horse's mouth. So he was just basically say anything that could double as uh, an insulting nickname given to someone on Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> just put that into your ear. I don't remember the character on Salute Your Shorts that was called Boar Seaman. No. <laughs> that would have been a little he was just, inappropriate, probably. Yeah, he just made it like a half season. He was like replaced <laughs> swiftly. Uh, he, he got an awful waffle and couldn't handle yeah, it. And took he, was, off. he was the Miss Bliss of uh, of the show. He was just very early. Yeah, I okay. Plenty's whole jam I've discovered is like he just named so many things, and I think his plan was like, listen, if any of these are right, you gotta come back at your boy. So you're like, <laughs> like in a, in a thousand years, he wanted to be like, and it turned out the solution to tinnitus was fox fat and he could be like i told you it's like you named 20 things plenty like of course you told us you named everything that you had he named that and that was true for almost anything especially yeah. ears though he had a fondness for ears i he, still haven't figured that out he's like he wanted to preserve his legacy like his le like of getting at least one right like because he thought if he could just <laughs> name so many things one of them had to be hidden sooner or later sooner or later right uh galen recommended that you take some cockroaches and rose oil Again, or opium. I always like that, or opium. Or, you know, opium. Or some opium. Um, from all this came eventually, there was the division of tinnitus into different causes, at least that they thought at the time. You could have thick humors, and then you would need something that would make you puke to treat that. If you had a fever, the treatment was get rid of the fever. If, you, uh, if it was secondary to excitement of the senses, take opium, which I guess is good for excitement in general. Yeah, I mean, that will definitely handle the excitement yeah, issue. You will be less excited for sure. after that. Um, if you have a cold, hellbore was also was often recommended. And then at various times throughout history, uh, the usual kind of suspects like onions, vinegar, myrrh, radish, anise, mm -hmm. leeks, wormwood, cumin. Just dump it in there. I, at some point, somebody figured out that the ear, even without knowing that the ear was like a closed circuit, like that it ended with the eardrum and so that you could only do so much damage by dumping random inert substances into your ear yeah. somebody must have realized that and was like just dump it all in dump there all in. yeah Best it doesn't luck. hurt you and eventually something will work tinnitus is transient yeah i mean it it comes and goes for some people and doesn't for others right exactly like some people it's transient some people it's permanent i do think uh, this continues a thread i think where i think we tend to see more robust sets of treatments for things that are in a more varied sense of treatments for things that are or can be transient, like, you know, uh, hiccups or warts, I think are two other good examples of things that like, because they did sometimes go away on their own, it lent credence to a lot of other things that people just sort of like backed into, 
you know, as a supposed treatment for it because it did happen to coincide with when it stopped. I think that's very true because there were several times as I was researching this that I found recommendations from various physicians where they would name all this weird stuff and then they would say, but in general, you should try to wait and see if it just goes away first. Mm -hmm. Like these little caveats, like, yeah, you could pour radishes and vinegar or whatever in your ear. But at the same time, sometimes it goes away. So I think you're right, because a lot of times people would do this weird stuff. It would go away because it was going to anyway. And then that would cement for you that, well, uh, who knew? Guess what? Boar semen works. It was I was really hoping of the available <laughs> ones. It would not be that one. And it turned out that it was why that was the first one I chose to go for In and retrospect, try and collect yeah, so on my own. So short sighted. I'm not getting anybody else's, though. So everybody get your own boar semen. Did Plenty have a store? Did he sell this stuff? That's what I'm thinking. He had like a general store okay. that he sold this stuff. I'm going to tell you in some future episode if he has a store. Tell me uh, tell me about some other cultures, how they dealt with it. I'm going to tell you that in just a second, Justin. But first, why don't you come with me to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to... Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as... The palette, the palette of a web design artist, but you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got at two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, 
or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. So you were going to tell me about some other cultures that uh, that that have their own uh, takes on tinnitus. That's absolutely right. So I think just as interesting as some of the kind of stranger treatments that we've been discussing uh, for tinnitus are some of the some of the stranger theories behind it. So one in particular comes from the Annamite tribe of eastern India, who thought that tinnitus was due to the presence of a small animal that was just kind of living in your ear just getting crazy up there just chilling in your ear and it actually was probably not causing you a lot of problems when it was just living there they specifically thought that the problems were due to another small animal of the same type getting inside and the two of them fighting so i don't know if it was like a like a physical fight because what i like to imagine are two tiny little imaginary ear animals just like chip and tail wait wailing on each other Over gadgets and affections. <laughs> I can't believe you left the sink full of dirty dishes again, Dale. Boom. <laughs> he punched him? He punched in him. You, in this reality, Dale just laid out. Okay, when you said fight, I thought, I thought fist fight. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking like an argument. I was thinking like a First odd off, couple style argument no. from tiny animals that are happening in the, in the inner ear. And you're talking about Dale punching Chip? First off, um, my Chip, sisters are going to cry when they hear this. Chip would flatten Dale. Like, absolutely. No question about it. Chip, Chip would destroy Dale. He had on that cool bomber jacket. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> Which made him the cooler one. That's the cooler one. <laughs> Didn't you ever think about that? I always shipped him and Gadget. Okay, we're, we're, we're moving on to the next thing that you're going to say with your mouth. So <laughs> to treat, to treat done. this problem with these tiny animals that are living in your ear and fighting and causing noise, you could get a non-venomous snake. Well, at least that's a relief because you only have yeah, to capture yeah, a non-venomous yeah. one. Um, skin it and then burn the skin and kind of fumigate your ear with the smoke from that and that that could, that could cure it. Uh, in, the, in the Middle Ages, this is another... Um, particularly lovely treatment so you take a loaf of bread freshly baked bread delicious right make sure it's really hot cut it in half okay i'm already getting hungry uh uh-huh and then stick half in each ear okay now that's sydney what you just said is a dumb thing that doesn't (laughs) make sense stick half a loaf of bread in each ear i know how big ears are what are you talking about just you know how like when you smoosh bread it can get real like small like you just push you gotta push all the air out of it you know school roll when you crumble up into a ball (laughs) into a ball and then dip it in your mashed potatoes yeah for sure like that uh, in the Renaissance period, they actually started trying to do surgery. To They thought that this was based on a really old idea that there was wind trapped in your inner ear. And okay. so the way to fix tinnitus was to get rid of that wind that was trapped in your ear. So you could cut a hole in the bone there, like kind of in front of or above your ear. Okay. And then just let the air out. In I can front, see, above, behind. I, I just cut see. a hole in the bone around your ear. Yeah, just do it. Now, I can see from the sensation why you would think that would be, like, helpful. You would certainly have something to take your mind off of the tinnitus for Yeah, you have a hole in your head. Yeah. Uh, Paracelsus, who we've discussed before, had a had a had had an interesting approach. 
So if you had ringing in your ears and you went to him, he would say you could um, cut the ear, cut cut the outer ear, uh, cup, do cupping behind it. Okay. And then um, do venesection, so bleeding under the tongue. Cut the vein under the tongue. Such like a cool day. I Gosh, my ears really, really must have been very, very bad off. Huh? He also recommended a plant called cyclamen um, because... The leaves of this plant look like ears. So if you took a decoction involving these leaves, then it might fix your ear problem, tinnitus or whatever. Based on, remember, Paracelsus oh, was oh, a fan uh, of the Doctrine of Signatures. Right, which said, said that like things that look like the other things would help it. Right. So if it looked like warts, it would help cure your warts. Exactly. That's the actual Doctrine of Signatures Um not referenced in the signature of all things, which I am a fan of. Yeah, it's a great book. Not, but not the actual doctrine of signatures. Got it. I'm yeah. with you. Um, loud noises also became a popular treatment after a while. Like I mentioned, you know, loud noises. <laughs> just make Sorry, some some loud noises, and then it won't you won't notice it. And then in the 1700s, electricity was around. So like, we let's use it. that. Yeah. Let's use it's around it for ears. Let's just, you know, electrify your ears, see what happens. We finally started to make some progress with this stuff um, with Jean-Marie Gaspard Itard in, uh, in the late 1700s, early 1800s. He wrote a great deal about all kinds of different ear problems. He was one of two, like, leading ear guys at this time period. And he was the first one to actually recognize, like, hey, I think this has something to do with hearing loss, mm -hmm. which was a really smart connection. However, again, when he started talking about ways to treat it, some of his recommendations were bleeding or an irritant foot bath. So, like, just dip your feet into something that, like, really bothers you. Mm -hmm. um, Which I guess would take your mind off the ringing in your ears. Yeah. Um, he would sometimes even Wait. put leeches, like, on the ear or on the head or around the ear or even cut the jugular vein. What? Which... I didn't think that was called treatment. I thought that was called murder. Murder, murder most foul. <laughs> Personally. Yeah, that's like, like, I know, listen, listen, I know it's annoying. I do. I get it. But like, I wouldn't trust those guys to treat a sunburn. But like, when they're like, I'm just going to open it up, okay, governor? I'm going to open up your chocolate. Like, what are you saying? Absolutely not. That's a, I, how bad. And you see, you can answer this for me because I don't know. I haven't had tinnitus before. Uh, but how, how bad is it that you're going to let somebody Sweeney Todd your neck? Okay. Well, I'll, I, here's a helpful way of remembering it. Okay. Imagine somebody uh, slicing your neck open. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not that bad. <laughs> It's better than that. Like it's, it's. I mean, that would be my guess, but yeah. I try not to. You know, I, I haven't walked a mile in your shoes. That's so. like that's not that's not treating your tinnitus. That's quitting because you hate having tinnitus so much. <laughs> Stop being such a wiener, okay? Now, to be fair, he did admit that often these treatments didn't work. Good, that's <laughs> which, good. <laughs> which why anyone celebrate that honesty? Why anyone continued to submit to them? Who knows? So what I want to do is I want to cut your juggler. Will that help? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why does it have to help? What's up with the labels? Yeah, instead he would advise. Again, we're back to covering up the noise. And he had specific like 
if it sounds like this, then a roaring fire is your best bet. Or if it sounds like this, then water falling from a vase into a copper bowl with a hole in it will be a better a better plan. Uh, burn some damp wood or a clockwork motor might might be a good noise. In fact, there was one of his patients that he actually advised to go live in a water mill. <laughs> Maybe he just which, didn't like them. Which would work. <laughs> I mean, I'll, that would, yeah. you wouldn't notice the ringing so much. Right. Probably. By contrast, the other leading, like I said, there were two like leading ear guys at the time. John Curtis, uh, he basically just said all the stuff that people had been doing for a really long time to all over their body for various ailments that wasn't working. So like blister it or bleed it or give you something to puke a lot. Um, also, take a rest and go to the spa, which I guess you're going to need. Because of all After, the blistering, right? Right. How do you how do you quantify somebody as a leading somebody when they're just talking a bunch of yay about nonsense? They're just two guys who wrote a lot about it. I think they were both advisors to various schools at the time and, and institutes that were working with um, not just tinnitus, but like hearing loss and and all different kind of audiological complaints. So they were both well-known at the time. I mean, which I don't know, like back then, if you just wrote enough about something, I don't know if that made you the most well-known. Maybe, I don't know. And then people said nice stuff about you. We didn't keep a lot of books from back then because they were so stupid. (laughs) So like, if you just kept your one, if you managed to make a book that was like thick enough and hard enough to like lose over the centuries, (laughs) that was the secret. To like stand the test of time, your book was big enough. If you wrote enough stuff, we were going to lose some of the stuff, but we didn't lose all the stuff. So you win. Right. Like, You're one of the guys. Yeah. You want a book that's so big that when people are doing book burnings through the centuries, they're like, well, not that. I'm not carrying that. No way. <laughs> just hide it. Just scoot it under the bed, Scott. I'm not going to carry that all the way down to the fire, Scott. That'll be the next person who owns this house's problem. Yeah. Scoot it under the bed. I don't care what I don't care what he says. I don't care what he says. I'm not going to burn this one. It's too heavy. That's one whole trip. I could carry a whole box of my Danielle Steele senior, senior, senior novels down to the fire. I'm absolutely not carrying this huge book about ear pain that you bought at a garage sale for three Kopecks. I'm just not going to do it. I've placed it in several different centuries I now. Say, I don't know when this time of book burning this was. Many, this, I'm covering my all my bases here. Let's just hope it's not in the future, right? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so do we have a solution for this now? So, so well, let me, I'm going to tell you about your, about tinnitus now. Let me, real quick, if you do have tinnitus, you're in some fine company. Joan of Arc had tinnitus, Beethoven, Michelangelo, Charles Darwin had tinnitus, and actually kept a daily log of the frequency and amplitude. Real hit at parties, that one. (laughs) Joan of Arc, I've heard uh, people have credited like her hearing voices maybe as tinnitus right that's and you know the question is like which one was it do we think she had tinnitus um or was it really that she heard voices and we you know at the time couldn't distinguish between that and tinnitus like writing so maybe she heard you're saying maybe perhaps she was divine it was either she was divine and hearing voices or she had tinnitus well that or i mean I'm, i'm not trying to like call anybody's religious beliefs into question, or maybe she had like auditory hallucinations. There's also that. I'm with you. All right. So, and all throughout history, there were people who had auditory hallucinations that were probably lumped in with the same treatments for tinnitus. So, you know, we, we didn't know how to distinguish all that. Okay. That's why we called it whispering and singing sometimes. So now it's still hard. We don't completely understand tinnitus. Um, I told you that there were a lot of different 
possible causes. And certainly if we can isolate the cause, sometimes we can do something about it. Like for instance, with hearing loss, there are some different treatments for it. Like actually electricity sometimes is used. What? That yeah. was legit? For, for different kinds of hearing loss in some specific situations, not for other kinds of, of tinnitus. Um, we actually do sometimes use sound therapies. Yeah, like louder like noises louder and things. Noises. Wow. That's actually used sometimes. And then there are actually sometimes it's just a theory of like cognitive behavioral therapy and things like that that might help you like habituate to to it. Just learn to adjust to it. Just like a, it. we've always been at war with Eurasia kind of thing. Like, oh, well, no, 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 my ears have always sound like that. So, <laughs> so this is sucked. like the normal baseline for your hearing. Well, because sometimes we can't fix it. There really aren't a lot of medications that routinely work. There are some medicines that might work for some people, but as far as like a silver bullet for tinnitus... Ah, it's just not there, unfortunately. I wish I could tell you it was, but this is this is still a little bit of a of a medical mystery for a lot of us. It's a very I can tell you that it's a very frustrating complaint for me as a physician because I often know I'm not going to be able to fix it for my patients, and I hate that. Um, folks, that's about going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for making the time to talk with us and 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 hear us out about tinnitus. Uh, hopefully, you're not struggling with this in your day to day, though. I'm cer- certain some of you are. Uh, and I'm sorry that we didn't have a secret solution at the end. But still go talk to your it. doctor. This is not meant to discourage you from talking to a physician about it. If you experience this, go check it out because there are some things we can address and actually help you out with. And nobody's going to try to like stick a leech on your ear or dump boar semen in there now. So it will be a f- fairly harmless visit. Don't worry. Uh, so we uh, uh, want to say thanks to the taxpayers for less users from medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, I did a quick sidebar. You know, you mentioned uh, 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 the signature of all things, and that's a book our friend Liz Gilbert wrote. You probably know her from You Pray Love, but um, she's written a lot of, of great books. And uh, she is working on a new project called the the Compassion Collective, and they're they've got a big push to, as they put it, take back Mother's Day with some acts of love, helping homeless American youth and unaccompanied refugee children. And they're asking people to give, uh, uh, and, and you can do that by going to the compassion collective.org. Um, they didn't pay us for this or anything. I just think it's a really good cause and, and, and Liz does really good work. So, uh, go to the compassion collective.org or you can text the word compassion to nine one nine 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 and receive the donation form, uh, right there on your phone. Um, the maximum donation is 25 bucks and donations of five, 10 or $15 will change the world. So it's, it's a very worthy cause an act of, uh, uh, motherly love. It's for a great way to planet. celebrate mother's day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot more great shows, the maximum fun.org network. Uh, you should go check all those out, but, uh, until next Wednesday, uh, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.